Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Mm. I rude that I start slurping as soon as... <laughs> um, we, we start recording. Jeffrey, do you have a drink today? I don't see a, a drink. I do. What's I your drink? Mango turmeric spicy margarita. Okay, Jeffrey is branding. He's like, <laughs> you, you're not gonna catch me slipping during this question. I got, I got tickets to sell. Lulu, what about you? I don't have a drink. I forgot to get it. Go get a libation or something. Okay, hold on. Yeah, we we can't have you parched on the show. I am drinking fresh water, artisanal water. <laughs> in a, in a very expensive tumbler, guys. I'm really trying to uh, be more hydrated. Um, mm. This is not an ASMR channel, so I'll try not to slurp too much. Um, Lulu's uh, sound is perfect. This is the first episode that we're doing where every single person has a mic, every single person has lighting, every single person has headphones. Look at God. Uh, third or fourth time. How many have we done in a row now? Three? Okay. Third or fourth time's the charm. I have a question. Oh, I'm going to wait for Lulu to come back. Lulu, are you milking a cow? Like, what, what, what's... I thought she was walking to the fridge. I think Lulu left the house. She's making a cocktail. Making a cocktail? Y'all are so ambitious. I think she's walking to the bodega. Do they have bodegas on the West Coast? That's just the East Coast thing. They do now. We uh, have the LA bodega. I live downtown. So they now have a lot. Of... One of them is actually called LA Bodega, but they do... They have a lot more little pop-up shops where you can get meats and sandwiches and things like you would in New York. Is it a New Yorker who called it the LA Bodega, though? Is it a New Yorker who gave you know, it that I name? I actually didn't ask where he came from. I mean, you know, I, I don't even ask. It's, New Yorkers be coming here and doing LA chopped cheese and LA bodegas, trying to make everything <laughs> feel like fucking New York. Funny, uh, funny enough, I've been visiting New York since 2015 or so. I have never had a chopped cheese. I don't know what that's about. Chopped cheese is just a New York steak and cheese. Uh, it's, it's just a bodega steak and cheese. New they, Yorkers, just, they just chop it up with the cheese. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, like they kept it simple. It's literally a steak and cheese chopped up. Uh, it's yummy though. It's yummy. your face, Jeffrey. You know how many New Yorkers watch the show? Guess, no, 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 no. It's not even. It's more. I thought it was like something like. Uh, uh, I don't know. Every single thing that you like, based on your origins, is based on nostalgia more than it being actually sensational. Like whenever somebody is from someplace, like oh, you you have to have our routine. Uh, well, no, Chicago. You know we have deep dish pizza, and I'm sure and... you're gonna believe what you're about to say, and there could be people who disagree with you. Oh no, the rice deep dish is definitely sensational, but again, it's not something like we eat that shit every day. Versus where I used to hear about a chopped cheese a lot, like that's a daily staple stop at a bodega, and I'm like, okay. But I was also very disappointed um, about in what? Philly cheesesteak, surprisingly. <laughs> 
Oh, them is fighting words. Jeffrey just wants to piss off the entire audience at all times. He's a contrarian. He really is a contrarian. (laughs) It's from an educational standpoint, a culinary educational standpoint. I am a chef, but also outside of that, I'm a foodie, and I just really like you're also black. So going no, going to Philly, I was just like, I need a Philadelphia cheesesteak. So asking around, doing my my internet searches, my Instagram posting while I was in Philly, asking people. And so they sent me to what they said was the best uh, um, Philly cheesesteak. And I can't remember the name of the restaurant. Also, I don't want to say the name of the restaurant because I don't want people to <laughs> keep okay, leading, keep you know, hate uh-huh. it. Right. Uh, but I, now this is what I will say. Like, I was asking, I'm like, okay, when I'm eating a Philly cheesesteak, what is this wow experience I'm supposed to get? Like, is it a flavor? Is it a something, something? And nobody could give, they were like, like no, I mean, it's just, you know, like, like the bread is soft. Like, you know, the meat is, meat is tender. I'm like, that, no, no, no. That is not the characteristics of what makes a But Jeffrey, you, you just made my point. Whenever somebody from somewhere is talking about a food they love, it's the memories more than the actual ingredients in the food. Because That's I hate to tell you, no, it's everywhere. E- even with your beloved Chicago food, I'm telling you, I know people in Chicago are very proud of their pizza. Not all of us are, are overwhelmed by it, but I know that you have great memories and you're proud of it. I get it. Just have no, a friend. No, no, it's not, not even no, 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 no. It's made a specific. I way. understand. Every, everybody has a thing that they, a story they can tell. Jeffrey, that's my point. Everybody has a thing that they love. Like in DC. Um, we love uh, wings and mambo sauce. Mambo sauce, yeah, you can't get mambo yeah. sauce anywhere. Mambo no, sauce but is... I know I know people who think mambo sauce is just spicy ketchup. Probably people that live in DC. <laughs> but I'm saying a, a lot of people don't have the nostalgic, and so a lot of times it's half food and half memory and 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 pride. And so whenever someone tells me they're proud of the food from where they're from, I take it with a grain of salt because I didn't I don't have any child memories attached to it. I don't have any pride attached to it. I might just think it's a sandwich, but you think it's the hottest thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love yeah. Haitian black rice. I think Haitian black rice is magical. If one of y'all came over and said, this just tastes like rice, I would think you were crazy, but I would get it, right? So, yeah, food is interesting, and I will say this. Um, is there something that you guys like in New Orleans that's not fried that you could recommend? Oh, charcoal oysters all the way. New Orleans is the only place that does it correctly. And Okay. Yeah. Because I am one of the few people in the world who's never had a good meal in New Orleans. What? Um, I know. I know. Everybody's always shocked. And you know, I like to travel and I like to eat. And you said you I, never had a good meal? In I've never, never had, had a good meal. meal. I, I think it, maybe it's the person I went with. Maybe she just had bad energy. And so she brought it with her like a little storm cloud. <laughs> but like we always ended up at tourist traps and outside of beignets and fried food, which is universally good because duh. I was like, I would li- I would love to have something delicious. And funny enough, um, one one of our friends makes an amazing gumbo, and I know that people in New Orleans make gumbo. That gumbo was so sexually good, I still have dreams about it. Right, so I know there's amazing food in New Orleans. I just haven't had it in New Orleans yet. You gotta, blue. You gotta have my gumbo. I made gumbo for the very first time three weeks ago. I want to say, yeah, seafood gumbo three weeks ago, and I specifically had two people that I know make gumbo that's actually really good. I uh-huh. specifically made it, and I even sent it via courier to them. Cause I told them I'm like y'all, I want y'all to try. It. Give me, you know, y'all know when I cook, I want y'all to be honest with me. Don't just oh Jeffrey is good. No, be honest with me because I don't want to sell shit that ain't good. Exactly. Um, and the like when I tell you the feedback from both, one of them texted me the day of and was like, it's you know it's so good, it's really good. Then the next day was like, friend, I'm still thinking about that damn gumbo. It was was was, was, was one of them the other Jeff. It was yes because he makes the best gumbo I've ever had in my life. He yes, that is where I learned. So can I like, have yeah. some of your gumbo, friend? Next time I make it, yeah. Not, ugh, y'all keep doing this next time. I'm it's about shit. to be cold, so you know it's it's comfort food season. Well, can you can we plan ahead? Because I would like some gumbo. Like that's the I one would too. 
Yeah, I love gumbo and beignets. And so I know that if I go to New Orleans, Ooh, get gumbo that's and beignets. my next brunch, gumbo and beignets. Man. Ooh, look at that. Look at this. Brandon stuff right on the show, whatever. I'm going um, to gumbo beignet brunch. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know if, I don't know if you guys saw it. I uh, had an impromptu, unexpected uh, uh, reunion with Jason Lee um, on live the other day. Um, it was a fun little kiki. And during the live, I had actually planned to go on that live to talk about something. But Jason coming on kind of like derailed me and the conversation became about us catching up. So the topic I was going to do on that live, I would like to like do as our, our moment for today. And that topic is cuffing season. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, cuffing season is, is that just a black thing, by the way? Do white people do cuffing season? I don't white know. Pe- white people be copying everything. So I was probably say, white people, they be adapting anything we put out there. It definitely started as a black thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So cuffing season is the time from um, early October until uh, late December where you have to play musical chairs to find a partner to keep you warm at night <laughs> and take matching pajama pictures for you um, on Instagram to show off to your friends. And it's your way of saying, I need a warm body for the winter. Um, and usually the gag is, you know, the Super Bowl of cuffing season is Valentine's Day. Um, you do your last photo shoots. Uh, you do your last bit of uh, fake captions for your friends. And then by <laughs> spring, you break up and you're for the streets. Um, and my question is, considering we're at the height of cuffing season, the height Height up cuffing season is pre-Thanksgiving because this is your last chance <laughs> to make it look like you actually like this person and are just rushing for the season. Do you guys believe in and have you guys ever engaged in cuffing season is the first thing I'm going to ask because we're in the thick of it. <laughs> no, it's I have never engaged in it. <laughs> not, not, not engaged specifically in the cuffing season situation. Either I was in a relationship or I am just single. Hmm. Really, it's so funny because I've most of my relationships start around this time of year, but it's not because of cuffing season. To your point, I think I'm just a tourist and I want soup and dick, so I'm just like, hey, <laughs> should find me a partner. Does it out loud? Oh my god, I am so sorry. I keep forgetting this is a podcast and I'm not just talking to you, motherfucker. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I can't erase that because the show is raw. How about you, Lulu? How do you feel about cuffing season? I don't really participate either. Like I'm same as Jeff. Like either I'm with somebody or I'm not. I really don't worry about, especially since. I don't, sometimes it seems like this is rare, but I spend most of my holidays with my family. So I I never feel like lonely because I'm always like going to see them. And I realize a lot of people don't do that. Like they don't really go visit their family as frequently as I do, especially during the holidays. So I'm never like, oh, I need somebody to be like, I'm like, I'm probably in the bed with my niece. (laughs) Oh, and it's funny because even the times where I was not with my family for uh, the holidays, I don't always want that. (laughs) <laughs> I, honestly there was a, a somebody who did a video they were talking about how y'all be lying and they were talking about all the things that people lie about liking because it's popular and mm-hmm. he was like half of y'all don't even like basquiat y'all just want to look cool and wear the, 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 the crown on your shirts and i was like i agree with that like there are a lot of things that we pre- all pretend to like i don't think everybody likes thanksgiving i think everybody likes the food i think there are a lot of us who do thanksgiving rituals because we have to but we don't enjoy having to be exposed to people in our family whose phone calls we wouldn't take the other 364 days a year <laughs> no i know you do that's great that's beautiful i'm saying i don't think we all do i don't think yeah. everybody enjoys it yeah and, and that's what i'm saying that i've started to realize that people don't like i really enjoy my family like i like being around them i enjoy their company it's super fun so yeah. that's so dope i, that. I love well, friendsgiving i I'll love say, friendsgiving. I more friendsgiving i don't really go home for yeah are you doing a friendsgiving this year uh, no, I'm hoping someone's paying me to cook. Oh, oh, wow. You've been branding since you got here. You had your signature <laughs> drink. You already said beignets and gumbo Listen, is about to be an event. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone to be paying me for the holidays. 
No, I like the idea of Friendsgiving. I think it's a lovely thing. It's so funny. I know, Lulu, you can't make it. Jeffrey, I'm hoping you can make it. I'm having my 11-11 party, and I realized that 11-11 is like my non-holiday version of Thanksgiving. It's, <laughs> it's my way of of like getting with my friends around the holidays, but not having the pressure of the holidays or whatever. Also, it's fun to do magic and mischief and eat shrooms with my friends or whatever. Um, I think for me, this cuffing season has been interesting because I made a vow to myself that I would spend the entire 2023 single and focus on me because I've never done that in my adult life. I've always had a situationship, a relationship, an ex, some bullshit that I was dealing with. And now that I'm ending off this year, I'm wondering, is it possible that if you are single for too long, you start to lose the desire to date again? I think that is very possible. Really? Because like What's at the- this point, you're, you're any man or woman is competing with your peace. Like, <laughs> oh, that's true. I met a cute boy and I was like, oh, I like him. And then I was like, I hope he doesn't fuck up my peace. <laughs> and like a year ago, I wouldn't have said that. What do you mm, think, Jeffrey? For me, how, how, I don't know. Like women, it's like, I'm, I think I'm very relationship oriented because I love being single. I like being single. I'm going on single now, uh, four and a half years and everything. Um, oh my God. It's interesting for me how easily and quickly I can fall right back into a relationship, Jeffrey. You're okay. Jeffrey, there's an asterisk next to that. For the, those of you who have webs in, in your pants, uh, Jeffrey's four and a half years is not four and a half years. Jeffrey's four <laughs> and a half years has been very active. <laughs> me and Lulu both looked away like, Wait, what do you mean? You're technically single friend, but you stay busy. You booked. Oh, I'm definitely in these streets. I didn't say I wasn't in these streets. <laughs> no, you are the no, streets. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about relationship one person. You're talking about like, semantics. Yes, you are technically yeah, yeah. Oh, single. Oh no, no, no. Oh yeah, but, but you absolutely. are in heavy relations with other humans. Because you know, I've never just. The truth is, this is the these four years I should say have been the first time in my life I've just actually like dated, like you know, going out you with dated. multiple people, engaging with multiple people, like. Because even for me, I never looked for a relationship. It just always kind of like a friend turned into a relationship type situation. Same. And it'd be long periods. But now <laughs> I'm actually like, oh, hey, I'm in these streets. Like, Lou, I was I was just with Lou Tasha yesterday. And it, I was talking about somebody that I, I think I was very interested in cuffing for this season. Ooh. It was, a, it was an interesting turn of events. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How, how, wait. How did it turn so quickly, Fred? It's the same day. His wife showed yeah, up. It, it, huh? His wife showed up. Not showed up. But, oh, you know. oh. Wow. <laughs> Hello, Barbara. This is Jeffrey. <laughs> but they, they exist. They exist was what I found out. Oh, man. Oh, man. I've been... I don't know what it is about some of us that people just want to make us mistresses. Like, I feel like if there's... Somebody... Oh, I know what it is about me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not in denial about that. I'm like, what, what is it, Jeff? Everybody? Tell me. What is it, Jeff? I, I'd want to play with me, too. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, okay. It got real. It got real mischievous in here. Y'all know I like that too. I'm trying to be more well behaved on the show because I feel like when we do the podcast, because it's you and Lou, I get too comfortable. Like I watched back the last episode, I was like, "Why do you share that? People can see you." No, I think I when mean- you are. When you're nurturing and you like a good time and you're mischievous and you're sexy, and you can cook, and you can cook and you can eat and your sex is decent and you have good conversation. I'm, 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 we're trying to be modest, friend. We're trying to be modest. Oh, my heavens. Okay. (laughs) If you you don't love yourself, who else will? I'm just saying that when, when you're the human version of a hug, right? You're a hug in human form. It's Mm -hmm. easy for someone who's in a cold, cold relationship to look at you like, Hey, what's going on over there? And I, I've, I've been an emotional mistress a couple of times. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, Jeffrey, damn. Jeffrey's like, we're not even trying to pretend like we care about the sanctity <laughs> of marriage. Lulu, have you ever been a mistress on purpose or by accident? Um, I'm sure I have. Uh, probably by accident. I usually people usually try to lock me down. Like that's I usually get back into the corner and get into a relationship because men be like, uh uh-uh, uh, nope, don't go nowhere. Like <laughs> you, you are slippery. You're very, very yeah. slippery. I can see that. I think for me, um, the reason why I end up being a mistress is because I'm not good at um, nonverbal social cues. So there are obvious red flags. I'm like, oh, look at the pretty red flag. Like, I don't I don't see stranger danger the way I'm supposed to. You know, one thing that would make me think stranger danger, though, is if I was dating someone who was 40 and had never had sex. Mm. Well, let me tell you, I'm, I was, no, go I'm, ahead. All, I'm all the way Olivia Pope up in this thing. <laughs> I, wow. They called her a bedwinch. So that's tricky. That's tricky, friend. <laughs> that's tricky. No, I'm bringing that up because I, I recently saw how they were talking about Yvonne Orji being a 39-year-old virgin. Oh. Um, because no, no, don't that, that she's doing it for Jesus. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jeffrey is determined to get canceled by the end of this first season. I love this for him. <laughs> oh, and Jesus don't want you to get no dick. So yeah, so I was watching it, and I I know that we're supposed to clap for her because she's doing it for God. And I thought to myself, could I be with somebody who was about to be forty and had never fucked before? And so that was no. the question I wanted. <laughs> Next topic. She said, though, people need to understand that she has all this pent up sexual desire that when she does have sex, it's going to be amazing. Could you guys date a 39 year old virgin? Well, the thing with that statement that Yvonne made, her saying all this desire and it's going to be amazing. She's never had sex, so she doesn't know. She doesn't have a parameter for amazing. And from what I hear, most people's first time is not amazing not to say hers won't be but yeah. most people their first time is not amazing so okay so no the virgins you would not be with a, a a young sexy virgin who wanted to be with you oh i'm not doing virgins i'm not being anybody's first at this point in my life ever why no. why oh it's too much that comes with that i don't want that responsibility the, the emotions the feelings yeah. no Mm-mm. you, you just said i'm funny streets you, you you are no, no I said you are the streets. I, you, <laughs> you, you go, now you're gonna have an amazing time. That first time is gonna be amazing. However, I don't want to deal with the, the the crying afterwards that comes after. We ain't doing that. I'm not doing Look, that. At, Lulu, at my big age, yeah, we are. I mean, I'm not judging it, right? I think it's very brave of her to say it because we know that uh, Steve Carell had that infamous movie, The Forty Year Old Virgin. And back then, that was a punchline. Like that, that was supposed to be a pathetic character. So, her <laughs> reclaiming it as something empowering on behalf of all Christians. I'm not Christian, so I can't speak for y'all. But you know, I'm. I, I think that's beautiful if that's what works for her. Lulu, if you met an amazing man who was a virgin at 39, would you able be able to walk him through that walk? Absolutely. Oh wow, Lulu. Okay, Jeffrey's for the streets, but you are walking down an alley. Like I realized that everything dangerous. Lulu's like, why not? <laughs> Let's give it a try. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, at what point though is the I'm saving myself? Does it become like a thing? Like, oh, now I'm just doing it so I can say I'm saving myself versus where I'm sure it started as this purity thing, you know, all about, you know, God and what the Bible says and, you know, this, this, and that. But at a certain point, like, when does it turn into a, a I'm just doing it so I can say, like, oh, this is, this is my thing, you know, this, this is my thing. But do you think anybody really doesn't want to get laid? Like you, I, exactly. I, no, but I feel like it would have to be for God. Because what? Why else would you do that? Because now it's my thing. It's my shtick. It's the but, thing that people also, want to. 
I feel like the for women, and I mean, Blue, you could tell me if 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 you feel this way. A lot of women, when they decide to have sex, it's more out of curiosity than anything else. And a lot of pe- mm. women are not having orgasms like that. So it's just like she's probably has people around her. Like, girl, if you if this is something that you're very serious about it, go for it. You're not really missing that much. Like until you really learn your body and learn how to orgasm, and then you have to find like a partner that's viable who's going to help you go through that process together. So it might as well be a motherfucker who loves you, who's willing Listen. to wait and do all that shit. So it's like it's different for women, Jeff, because like you orgasm for real, like every single time, whether you like the motherfucker or not. I have you are- faked it before as well. <laughs> Oh, ch- <laughs> men can orgasm if the wind blows too hard past their grace. Well, there, there, there have been times where I've had to fake my way out of some things. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm not disputing that, but if you want to get off, you will. Like, it's easy if, for if you, yeah, if you yeah, want to just get uh, yeah, it yeah. over with, and women that it for the most part that is not our testimony. So, like, I, I think that it's especially since she hasn't had it it'd be different if she was having an orgasm she was like all right i'm gonna stop until i get married then i could feel like okay possibly she could miss something but she literally has nothing to compare it to so curiosity is the only thing that would basically kill the cat <laughs> well at 40, God, but I'm, I'm just <laughs> mad that i'm just, just mad that at 40 her good girlfriends ain't sent her no referral dick that's no, what, that's no, what's no. happening at 40. She's waiting for her husband they can refer all, all they want she had a, a a football player husband i mean boyfriend or something boyfriend, she's waiting for marriage yeah. So it's not about the referral. They have to cross the aisle with her. Here's the thing. I agree with what Lulu said. It does take a lot more for us to get, you know, the oshigushis. I will say that there's a term I learned in London, fanning flutter. You know, when there's like butterflies in your in your crotch. And I just feel like, do you guys know what turns you on? Like, do you know the thing that somebody can do that really arouses you? Are you guys aware? Jeffrey, I know your whole ass is aware of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I realized that. My fanny flutters for really mischievous, cheeky, smart conversation and alcohol. Like if we're drinking alcohol and you are just back and forth, like Serena and and Venus with the conversation, I'm going to feel a fanny flutter. Virgin me was still moved by that. Like, yo, I need, I need to get laid immediately because you keep talking and you're cute and the tequila dish just hit. So part (laughs) of me is wondering what happens to her when she has her arousing moment and she fanny flutters. That's when I, I start to feel like, is Jesus enough at that point? <laughs> See, like for me, I didn't really have fanny flutters before I started having orgasms. Really? So, yeah. Oh, now you're making me feel like a hoe. My God. Okay. That doesn't mean you're a hoe. That just means that you had a different experience than I have. So that's why I think that if she's somebody yeah. who's like me and like you could be attracted, you could turn on, but it's like, it's not, my coochie isn't throbbing like that. You didn't have the heartbeat in your coochie when you were in high school? Uh oh, yo, something might be wrong with us, Jeff. I didn't have sex in high school. Don't put me in that blue. No, no, no. None of us had sex in high school. We talked about this. We all had sex as oh, adults. Okay, all right. But I'm saying before sex, I was already feeling the heartbeat. Like nobody else was feeling um, the heartbeat. I mean, I think I don't know. I think boys, we are just boys. We just naturally like I don't know. Horny just happens when puberty hits. I thought that was everybody. Yeah. Well, I think boys, it's a little more than girls. I don't know. I actually, I don't know. I've never been. Then no- I, I might be a man then, y'all. I know yeah. some, some super horny girls. Like, and I had this, you know, one, it's- this one girlfriend who, lo- she, when she lost her virginity, she had an orgasm because she used to masturbate so much before oh, wow. she actually had sex. So wow. there's a wide range of people out here. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not a blanket statement, but I yeah. think typically more men, typically like, it, teenagers like when you see porn or back back in my day when right. you know it was the the squiggly showtime softcore porn and the skinamax and all of that you just it's just yeah when you wake up in the morning once you hit puberty and that thing is just like 
Yeah, puberty gave me a, a lady boners. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I, I woke up one day and I had C cup breasts and a heartbeat in my crotch. So I just thought that was everybody. Did you That's, use to masturbate? But I will. Oh. No, here's a funny thing. Masturbation bores me because I can tell it's my hand. Mm. I will say though, in Yvonne's defense, I oh, really? did. I did actually. I made a conscious choice not to have sex before eighteen. Like definitely. Knowing about sex, curious, all that, but I made a very. I say, you know what? I want to make sure I'm like at least 18 before I do this. You know, everybody in high school talking about what they're doing now. I know them niggas was probably lying, but everybody in high school talking about they doing X, Y, and Z. I, I really did make a conscious choice about you know what? I at least want to be like 18 before I do this. Jeffrey, 18 is not compared to 39, friend. That's too no, 18. Not, but, I'm just, but I'm saying that's what I'm like, I can see in the beginning why it started as oh I'm making you know this conscious, choice. and now it's just like oh this shit is a gimmick. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> A gimmick for Jesus, okay? A Shout out to the, to, to, to the reborn-again virgins, the waiting-for-marriage folks. How many things have she done that is not of Jesus? That's that true. Because when I went to Catholic school, a lot of the girls who were waiting for marriage did anal. And that's what I'm curious about. Is she talking about no sexual contact period in her 39 years? Or has it been a, a little hand job, a little mouth somewhere from either Oral party? sex is sex, guys. Oral sex, sexual contact is sex. So I'm curious, yeah. is her virginity strictly just insertion? Or is she saying, like, I have never seen a penis outside of television, magazine, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. curious about. Wow. I mean, she would never come on this show now that she knows those are the kind of questions you'd be asking. Why not? <laughs> Yvonne is a sweetheart. I've met her before. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Actually, I was backstage with her in London when I went for the Beyonce concert. She was lovely. It's just that she also seemed like she's very clear about discernment and privacy and i can't see her answering so did you take anything in your butt or is it just you know every, every hole is a virgin like i can't see I, her answering i the yvonne that i have met she was very open honest and on fun. camera no it wasn't on camera yeah oh this was no no makeup hair wrapped exactly. up like, this was yvonne yvonne after a workout you know i love people yeah. after workout because you are I your know. most authentic self um and ran into on the street with our other friend jessica um, but just super nice. And the only reason why I could see she wouldn't be, I would feel she wouldn't be open about that would be because, oh, you know what? There might've been a little touch something or, you know. Yeah, I saw her backstage at, at the Mo Gilligan show and she had been on stage and killing it. And there was still a, you guys know that, that thing of when somebody is in work mode and so they're being lovely, but it's all very, there's still like a wall around them of discernment and X, Y, and Z. And so just seeing her in action in work mode, not in after workout mode, I can't see her in a professional setting talking about uh, booty play unless it's a host that she's really, really comfortable with. If Jessica asked her, maybe she would say it. But I, I, I just get want, comfortable and asking. You know what? Because you just gonna feed everybody in that thing. I, we Yvonne, we have a good old conversation. Like Yvonne, so was it in your butt or what? Yvonne, Yvonne, if you come on this show, I will be sure to make you some gumbo. I'm making Yvonne my Wait seafood mac and cheese. Now hold on. I'm making Yvonne my seafood mac and cheese. Look. How is the co-host not getting a fucking gumbo? See, but Yvonne, but Yvonne and her imaginary booty hole are getting gumbo. See, Yvonne, <laughs> is, Yvonne is getting all the gifts. I got all everything for you. Charity starts to home friend. But, but it home. only comes as long as we are having an honest conversation. Child, honest is subjective. She will eat your gumbo and someone tell you about her booty hole. <laughs> um, I, I, I want to do a quick pivot about speaking of performers and discernment. Uh, Lauren Hill was recently on stage. Did y'all see that? She uh, got on stage and addressed. Oh, she I'm got sorry. on stage and addressed the complaints about her always being late. And Auntie was angry. And she said, y'all keep comparing, complaining about me being late. Y'all lucky I even show up on this stage. That's her response. So (laughs) 
no apologies they're dusted i was listening to dustin's podcast and he was talking about how he had to go see lauren hill the show started at eight he got to his house at eight locked himself out the house called the locksmith got let in washed his ass met up with a friend had a drink and he still got there before her <laughs> true story so my question is at, at what point are we enabling does being a icon mean that you just never have to have no kind of dams about anybody uh no but i feel like yvonne i'm not even i'm sorry lauren kind of like what i was saying about yvonne at a certain point it just becomes your gimmick like i feel like maybe the first two or three shows she showed up and probably was actually late and it became a running joke so now she's like oh it's my thing now that's, that's she, no, she seemed angry she didn't seem like it was a given she seemed like she wanted to cuss us all the fuck out how, <laughs> di- how dare we mention that she's two or three hours late for every performance that she shows up at all Did i think that's wild late? no she just she thought we were crazy for even talking about her being late i was like hey, wow <laughs> um look the miseducation of lauren hill is a masterpiece and i do love Absolutely lauren nice. and she I will say also say this, Lauren Hill, if you really think about it, was the first really dark-skinned Black woman with natural hair in the 90s that was not clowned and was not an asterisk. We all universally believe she was gorgeous. Like, there was no... The 90s was very problematic. If you were a size 6, you were fat, right? Yeah. If, if you were darker than the paper bag, then you, you were a porch monkey. Like, it was a very problematic time. And here can, if you even let your edges not be laid down, you was a nappy-headed bitch. So for Lauren Hill to come out chocolate as she wants to be with dreadlocks and just be so beautiful and talented and everybody agreed that she was fine and there was no asterisk that was kind of revolutionary and so there's a love that we all have for her that i think that she is letting her get away with stuff i'm another person who back then broke barriers was queen latifah we all love her and queen latifah recently came out of her because she usually minds her business she barely came along to confirm she was gay like 40 years after the fact. <laughs> and she recently came out to come af- after academics because academics is in a bit of a battle with Saucy Santana. Do you guys know much about the Saucy Santana um, academics uh, back and forth that's taking place? I knew they were going back and forth, but I didn't know about what. Yeah, I honestly, academics with my stomach turn. He's he's always on the wrong side of history. He's always saying things that are really nasty and misogynistic. But I know in the midst of them having a back and forth, um, Saucy Santana who also is known for being a little problematic, but he's part of the, he's under the rainbow, um, threatened to like, I guess, take his booty hole. Speaking of booty holes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I missed all. I have, like, everything you are saying to me right now, I, I this is my first time ever in life hearing Saucy Santana this. while cussing out academics uh, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll fuck it Wait, in the I'm butt. Wait, I'm sorry, but side note, please don't take my black card. Who's academic? Academics is just a shock jock. He's okay. he, yeah. It's it, it's you're not missing out on anything. I would not know. He's really not. Okay. But and he only he only makes headlines when something bad or really nasty is happening. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I don't know why when you, I was say when you said his name, my mind immediately went. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Um, uh, Charlemagne's co-host, the one that's in trouble for like the real estate shit. Oh, DJ Envy. Um, DJ Envy, yes. DJ, that's what my mind went to, but I realized, wait, that's not the same. Y'all, we can okay. no longer talk about The Breakfast Club because Jason might be trying to get me on there. So um, <laughs> I love you, DJ Envy, and I love you, Charlamagne. <laughs> and you didn't do it. I don't think you did none of that, okay? That man <laughs> lied on you, Charlamagne. But no, like academics, if you look him up, and it's academics spelled with a K, I think. He's like uh, a broke man shock jock. He is okay. part of that infamous meme of Joe Budden um, having that... Um, a scuffle with the Migos at the Grammys. Remember when Joe Budden was uh, interviewing Migos at the Grammys and um, there was a, a disagreement and the Migos got up like they squared up on Joe Budden and he mm-hmm. walked away. Academics is literally sitting next to him in that meme. I have never seen this man in a day of my life. He has an emoji face. He could be anybody. It yeah. always makes me laugh when I think about him when Erica Badu was on his show and she was like, you remind me of something <laughs> in Japan. Tom, Tom from Tom and Jerry, the little mouse. Yeah, Eric Jerry is Jerry. <laughs> he does look like Jerry from Tom and Jerry, and Eric Badu actually lashed out at him and like um, rebranded one of her oh. products with his face on it. Her her pussy incense, she like renamed it after him because he's a pussy. Like everybody just hates him. He, he's just not. He's not beloved. We'll just put it that way. He's known for only making headlines. So he's constantly going after women, black women especially. And oh, so when damn. he get, yeah, so when he gets into the scuffle with Sasha Santana who don't give a shit about nothing. Saucy's like, yeah, and I'll do you in your butt. Like, like threatens to booty bandit him. Booty rape him. Booty rape him. And that's when academics, who usually has all the gutter shit to say, recognizes that he's on Twitch and he's going to get deplatformed if he says anything hateful about a gay man. And he gets so mad that he can't call him all the F-bombs that he wants to or he'll get deplatformed. He starts crying, saying, y'all know what I want to say to this mother sucker. And then his Jamaican accent that we didn't even know he had comes out. You know people are mad when their native tongue comes out. And he gets <laughs> very, very angry that he cannot basically attack a, a gay black man with, because he knows what's going to happen with the alphabet mafia. And the joke is, is Saucy Santana his karma? Because you had no problem attacking black women, but you know that if you attack the gays, they're going to shut your shit down, right? And Queen Latifah um, actually came out. Let me pull up the the quote. She reposted a quote that said, it's crazy to her that um, academics um, is crying, scared of saying things to Sasha Santana because he's a gay man, but he's not scared of getting canceled when it comes to disparaging Black women and people in the industry. And so everybody was like, oh, snap, Queen Latifah never gets involved in anything. You know it's bad when even Queen Latifah hates you. Yeah. For Dana Easy. to put away her queen, her living single checks and st- go to the internet and the Wi-Fi and log on to say, <laughs> I can't stand you, mother sucker. That's a big deal. 
Um, yeah. Do you think that there is, that he's right though? That there is a standard where you can talk about anybody but the gays. I mean, I'm curious. I, I mean, is it the the audience like you know us that allows him to talk about black women not be canceled, but for him to say something about the gays, him to be canceled? Like, how come? The same audience is not getting upset when he's saying these things. Again, I don't, this is my misogyny. First time, I don't know. Yeah, this is my first time hearing about him. So I don't know what he has said and everything, but I just don't, I feel like it shouldn't be a double standard and I don't know enough about him to know if it is. Well, I think that also another, another issue or problem or whatever is, like you said, misogyny. And there's so many gay men that are in positions of power where they can make an impact to deplatform him and be like, all right, no, cool. That's Whereas true. there's not as many black women in those positions of power. Is I agree. It's not as many black women in the position of power or is it that he got other podcast niggas agreeing with him and so therefore it ain't nobody telling him to shut up. What is that Malcolm X quote? The black woman is the most disrespected oh, like, group in the world. So I, I think caping for black women is not popular and it's only popular when we're doing it for ourselves or when somebody's pandering to us like Derek Jackson I cape for black women all the time yeah but you know why I just don't know who he is otherwise so let me go to his page and, and... I, I'm not even sure I want to give him any more airtime. academics I think you're a shitty person I have some guy friends who sometimes cape to, for you on, on your behalf around me it's not working I think that uh, you should never threaten somebody with with, with booty banditry because um, I do believe <laughs> in consensual sex, but you are living by the sword and dying by the sword. You've been so like vitriolic and nasty to so many people that the energy that you bring being matched by a gay man, I think is the perfect chef's kiss karma for you. Damn, yeah. well, for you to go in like that, that means this man has really said some, some wild yeah. shit. How come I have never <laughs> heard of this man? Like, wow. Google him. He, he's not a good human being. Yeah, That's he's very vile. He's vile. So I think I think I think it's delicious that the very type of person that you normally back in the day could have clowned and made fun of is exactly who has you clipped by the balls right now. So I don't condone violence, but I don't mind this. I apologize that I was not in the fight when he was saying these things about black women. I just didn't know who the fuck he is. I love that for you, friend. There's a couple of people I wish I could unknow. Um, speaking of people that actually, I don't wish I could unknow her. She's great for my paycheck. Um, Kim Kardashian recently came out and said that Northwest is not checking for her. Um, she did an interview uh, where she was talking about how Northwest basically is terrorizing her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and while I she's doing that, have kids. <laughs> and, and my, well, Northwest is an old black woman. I really think the spirit of Donna <laughs> <laughs> has climbed into Northwest. Looks more like Kanye every single day. I'm waiting for her to. Co- she dressed as Kanye for Chris, for uh, for Halloween this year. I don't know much about Northwest. I've seen it when she does like photos and she's like, no pictures, no picture. I've seen that little thing, but I saw a clip uh, scrolling on, I'm going to assume the shade rooms. They usually post that stuff. This little girl was eating an onion. That's the clip we're talking about. She was eating an onion. I didn't even, so I didn't even listen to everything. Like an apple. She was eating an onion like an apple. I saw a child eating an onion. I, listen. Chucky. (laughs) I didn't want to look. You know, because <laughs> a child, children are supposed to be off limits. So was Chucky. There is a grown ass demon inside of that show. No, like, you were eating an onion. She wasn't just eating an onion. As as Kim is saying, my child has taught me patience because she's never checking for me. Then Northwest is eating an onion, making eye contact like yeah, bitch, and what? And then Kim walks away. North follows her looking for violence and they asked north because like, this little girl is trolling her mother on camera they asked north are you proud of what your mother does and she's like what does she do 
What does she do? I'm going to be proud of. What is it? What's her I job? Didn't, I didn't get past the onion eating. Like, Can you imagine eating an onion while looking into the eyes of a cameraman and saying, what does this bitch do for me to be proud of? What are you asking me? And I was like, oh my God. Eating onion. That's I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still eating the onion. I'm still on what does she do? You Y'all, asked me if my, I'm proud of this bitch. What child, does this bitch do? Can you imagine your child? straight to Lutasha's house. <laughs> Jeffrey, what would you do if you were in the I'm, middle of doing like the biggest fucking order of your life? You are about to cater the Grammys, okay? You, you about to go to Oprah Chalet somewhere and do the biggest job of your life. And somebody asks your child, you proud of your daddy? And they're like, what do you do? He made some grits? What's that? Phyllis, come, come get your niece. <laughs> I I I'm so tickled by it. I I I love that they were so big on having these swirly babies, and one of them just accidentally came out black, very black. Northwest like, is black, and I feel like she's just gonna get worse. And I'm here for it. I love it. She's terrible. Like the fact that Chris Jenner, the mastermind of all masterminds, is like, yeah, Northwest. You know, we think she came here to teach us patience. What does it mean, what does it mean when a white person says that about a black person? I always, I mean, I'm, it's like we allow so specifically celebrity children to do all this and find it cute and funny and cheeky until they're, you know, 18 or grown. And then that's when we start attacking them in the way that people attack Kim Kardashian or these other celebrities and calling them all this and that. But when they're young, like right now, I'm like, this little girl's eating onions. Y'all, it's, it's <laughs> time to get the belt out. <laughs> Yes. It's Wait a minute. No. If she took the belt out, Northwest would call the police on her. This white woman just hit me. Like she would call the cops on her. I, I don't think it's smart to hit North. Uh, that's because uh, she is not. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to say <laughs> you that. You better not say she's not of God because I am Team North in this. I think oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm no. Team North too. And like, but I don't even care if she does terrorize. She could terrorize Kim, Kim the rest of her goddamn life because I feel like Kim been terrorizing black women her whole life and being a, a caricature of black women. So, yeah, it's about time that somebody in your house is getting you together. You it's birth- cute. I think it's it's cute and cheek. I think it's very cute and cheeky. Northwest ain't did anything that's really like hurting her mama feelings or for real, for real disrespecting her. But let me tell you something. When them cameras are gone, ain't no child disrespecting me in my house. <laughs> that, that just ain't happening. <laughs> okay, let me do the quote. This is what Kim said about how North terrorizes her and trolls her when the cameras are off. So she's saying when the cameras are off, she's in trouble, not North. She said, North will go to her dad's and then she'll come back and be like, dad's the best. He has it all figured out. He doesn't have a nanny. He doesn't need a chef like you do. Why can't you get your life together? So the okay. girl comes, she comes back from her daddy's house like, bitch, you are a mess. Okay. No. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. We don't, you don't need a chef. Great. Great. Okay. I'm no, Kim needs the chef. I can tell you. The chef is not for North. It's for Kim. Kim's not going to give that up her chef. That chef is cooking the household food. So it's cooking for North. That chef is working for North as well. I feel like North would be fine with a bag of onions. I really, <laughs> I, I, I really do. That, that is what will be in her lunchbox every day until she goes to her daddy's house. And, and she, will go to her, she will go to her daddy's house and be like, can go. you believe this bitch just gave me more onions? I was just Sure like, <laughs> did. Go. I am disturbed. But it also lets you know, right? Because I'm convinced that North and Blue Ivy are going to run the world. I really do hope that North and Blue become best friends because they're both two old women living in little children's bodies, running their families. I think Beyonce would rather die a horrible death than her Blue, her eldest daughter, to be best friends with motherfucking Kim Kardashian's daughter. See, this is where it gets tricky, guys, because uh, at Beyonce's last birthday party, there was only like 50 guests. My One of my homegirls was one of them, and Kim was sitting next to her. Kim was like, Kim is invited to their family gatherings all the time but was she talking to her because i feel like every time she <laughs> next to him, beyonce be like this can be like 
and Beyonce be like, a- they hang out. They actually hang out. They, yeah, and I just always feel like it's just such a, again, we don't know these people. So it's so easy to talk and say the shit that we say about them, but we don't know these people. And like, I, be- I truly believe the Kardashians have no souls. They are going to do whatever the fuck they got to do. Oh, wow. They are going to, listen, they are going to take from whatever culture is hot at the moment and this and that. And we're just going to keep doing this because it is what makes us money. Money rules this freak fucking world. So I'm just like, but when the cameras and things are gone, because both Beyonce, she's an entertainer. She does things for camera, whatever. Kim obviously does. When everything is gone and it's just them, are they like, Bitch, you know, I just did this shit for that. And they just like real people, like real friends and stuff. It's like, yeah, this is all a gimmick. But Tina, Tina yeah, Tina. And because when we were at the uh, concert, Tina and Chris rolled up together in the VIP section. Like, I they, can see their that. Families are commingled. I feel like Tina is just like a, a nice Southern woman. I she do is. not think that Beyonce is fucking with Kim Kardashian like that. I really don't. I don't know. I don't know Kim. I don't know Beyonce. I don't know anybody. But I just feel like Beyonce is like, I just don't, I don't fuck with you like that. Like, I know we're in the same circles. Like cool, I can, see can hang I, out, but I don't. I, I don't really see, see it. I could see it. I, I honestly, I could see it. I really can't see it because also it's just like when you're at that level of stardom and fame that the two of them are. It's just kind of like nobody understands me except for you. I don't think anybody truly understands Beyonce except for a Kim Kardashian. Nobody understands a Kim Kardashian except for Beyonce. Do you I know, feel like I, those, that's like apples and oranges. And I would be insulted if I was Beyonce and I heard somebody say some shit like that about oh, shit. Kim Kardashian. She said those are fighting words again. Yeah, you know what's so funny? Have you ever had friends that you are in the same circles with and so you're always in pictures together but you're not really friends? Yes. So yeah. my gut kind of feels like they're in the same ecosystem and they're friendly. So to I think I'm like a hybrid of the two of you. I think they're friendly, but I, I don't think they're friends, if that makes sense. Like their families co-mingle, their kids might play, their mamas definitely hang out. But I'm not sure that goes past friendly. Like you, we're going to be in the same circle. Because to your point, Jeff, who knows how rare the air is up here? But like, are we about to be like, you know, in the photo booth? Like, hey, girl, let's braid each other's hair. I, I'm not sure they're close like that. Well, no, I don't think I don't think that publicly they would ever do that and release those photos like that. Unless I don't think privately. But I don't I think, think privately. privately. I think privately, Kim and Beyonce got each other's number. Probably text each other. I I could see. I'm not. I don't know for a fact. I don't know for a fact. What I'm saying is, I could absolutely see it. I could see it being a real friendship behind closed doors, no cameras, no none of this and that. Kim come in through the tunnel when she go to Beyonce's. Beyonce go through the tunnel when she go to the Kardashian compound. I I honestly could see them. Yeah. What the fuck would they talk about? Beyonce be working like 16 hour days to prepare for her worldwide tour. What Kim, the fuck is Kim, works, doing? Kim works 16 hour plus day all these products and shit she got she coming out she's managing things she, she's they're managing both mothers. or she's paying somebody to manage the shit Beyonce paying Black somebody Black. to put the lights and shit up Beyonce look. Beyonce is on that in that dance recital doing boom, the 18 cat, hour cat. boom cat cat, cat. Yes. Yeah. like yes. actually Beyonce is, doing yes. it Beyonce is learning choreography and things Kim again it goes back to that people being like oh the Kardashians you're not talented you're not you don't have this you don't have that they're doing something to keep us watching. So sitting around coming up with, yo, what the fuck do we got to do this season on us the Kardashians is, is very to keep loose. these people? <laughs> I'm just saying, I just, I see them. I see what y'all are saying. I see the differences and why, okay. But I also see why these two could actually really be these behind the scenes, closed door friends that nobody actually ever knows about. I don't see that at all. I, and I, I feel like, I, I feel like also Beyonce has like a solid group of people in her life who she trusting who are our actual friends like kelly Rowland, her cousin um i forget her name who be around all the time 
And I think that she has like real people, Solange. Like she don't have she to. She does. Make it's it's with... mostly family. Yeah. I, I really do think it's a hybrid of what you guys are saying though, because on one hand to Lulu's point, Beyonce's work ethic and work requirements are nothing near the same realm you of what Kim, Kim, Kim has, has to be. No, 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 no. She has a work ethic, but Beyonce is doing things that are superhuman. So it's not about Kim not having a work ethic. Kim is still a human. Beyonce is an alien superstar. So it's, she's not of this world with the amount of things she has to do. And though, you know, my friend Bridget, Bridget was on tour with Jay-Z for um, a year. Um, she held Blue when Blue was for, like a baby and was like hanging out with them on private jets. And she says, I only did a second season of Love and Hip Hop because Beyonce told me to, because Beyonce, and mind you, I have several friends who don't work for Beyonce are actually her close friends. And the one consistent thing they all say is that Beyonce loves ratchet reality television. So I think there might be a novelty of having a Kim around because we can talk about my favorite, because Jeffrey, you know, you and I love reality TV. Like we love the ratchet shows, right? There might be a novelty of a, a Kim Kardashian in your ecosystem because you love the programming. But I do think that's very different than a real sisterhood friendship. I think she's probably tickled by having Kim Kardashian around. Um, but I don't think she's telling her, you know, go check on Jay-Z and drive by his house and see if he got a car outside. Like, I don't think they're well, doing homegirl things. She ain't telling no man to go check on her man. <laughs> That's first of all. But um, again, speaking just, of I... friendships, though, you know who else Beyonce's known for being friends with? You know, I love a good segue, guys. Late Twins, you guys know the dancers, the, the Parisian dancers who are always with Beyonce. They've been with her for, like, eons now. Well, there's a scandal with them because the woman has gone on TikTok and has alleged that one of the late twins has 37 children. <laughs> <clears throat> That's a lot. Um, there have been allegations that it might be 39. <laughs> <laughs> and they're saying that he keeps knocking people. Jeffrey, your your sound is gone. You're talking. Did you unplug it? I know. I didn't do it. Okay. Now it's plugged back. Okay. Oh, so I said, is he 39? No. So they, people said, well, well, what they're saying is he keeps having kids. Allegedly, they're alleging he keeps having kids because he wants twins. So he keeps knocking up women, hoping that one of them will get pregnant with twins. He responded by saying, if I got 37 kids, where, where they at? Um, that's not a great response. Yeah, but you can't hide 37 kids. You, that, you cannot hide 37 kids. Have you ever heard his voice? Uh, the One of the twins? Mm-hmm. In social media, like years ago, yeah, people are not checking for them uh, uh, where they would even have to hide. They just have to plant their seed and move to another town on the next tour stop. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying they're not they're high profile enough for us to know who they are, but they're not high profile enough for us to know who they date. So the woman is alleging 37 kids, and my question is, would you guys be able to date someone who had those kind of allegations against them? Because this can be good for the speaking of cuffing season. How you gonna get cuffed when there's allegations that you have 37 kids? <laughs> Well, I, how I, many kids is too much for you guys? One. Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I think that one is my cap also. One is your cap? How many kids does your boo have? One. So if he had. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So if he had shut up the club one extra time, you would not be with the love of your life right now. I don't think if so. It, if that one were a twin, which obviously, you know, hey, you can't control that, it would have to be a twin, but. Why can't why can't it be as long as they're adult age or past a certain age? Why does the number matter if they're past a certain age? I just feel like you're making a lot of bad decisions, man. Like, and I think that if you were married and you had two kids by your wife, may that's maybe okay, maybe. I just don't like niggas who be spreading their feet all over the place willy nilly. I just don't. I don't like that. So no Nick Cannon for you. How about you, Jeffrey? Why why would you care how many kids they had if they were taking care of them and didn't have no drama? Or do you think drama is implied when you have more than one child? <laughs> no. I just, how old are they? 
Oh, you on some fuck them kids type shit. I forgot who I was talking to. Because <laughs> if they are under high school age, absolutely not. High school, Jeffrey. Under high school age, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So if they they have they, to be on their way out. They got to be, yes. All, at this point, I only need you to need a little guidance, a little bit of money, and you can go on your way. I, uh, I, got, I, would, I told you guys before, I wouldn't mind dating somebody with a kid if the kid was over five. Because for me, it's more so if a child is under five, the probability of your uh, ex-girlfriend or ex-wife still wanting to hope that y'all get back together is much higher. You know what I mean? Like, I know somebody that I dated one time um, who uh, had a six-month-old. And I said, why are you dating? Like you have a six month old baby. I don't think when you have a six month old baby, you should be dating. Even if you're not still with that person, everything's still too fresh. You know what I mean? The baby is fresh. The baby's eyes have barely opened yet. So I think five years or older I could do. Um, but I could do two. If it's more than two, they better be adults that you had in high school or something. Um oh, that's cute. Oh, that's would y'all help me babysit since y'all Hell no. Unless they came out of your vagina, yes, I would babysit, but you talking about some somebody else's kid? I'm not yeah. babysitting your booze kids. Fuck that. Right. But what, oh, <laughs> what kind of ghetto love story to Blue right. yeah. What I love him, and these are my kids now. Blue, this is the most ghetto shit I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Y'all are not supportive. No, nope. nope. no, you're delusional. <laughs> <laughs> what if no? Uh, Robin Dixon is delusional. Oh, that's a whole other story. Child, you know, we're going to, at some point next week, Jeffrey, we have to create a segment for you to talk about what's happening in the Bravoverse because BravoCon was recently and Andy um, made a joke. Um, for those of you who don't know what BravoCon is, it's a convention for all the Bravo fans, for all the franchises and all the girls show up. It's like a considered a big honor to even be invited. Um, my boy Preston from DC, who's on Summer House, he's excited. This was his first Bravo BravoCon. And while Andy was on stage welcoming everybody, he said, hey guys, I'm happy you're all here. We made sure that we booked hotel rooms for all of you so Juan Dixon wouldn't have to. Yeah, that was funny. And everybody was, was like, good. oh, for those that, who don't know. That was know, actually good. Yeah, that was good. But like, and Robin's right there like, yeah, you got me. Girl, you only doing that because you you want your check. You know you were fucking That's embarrassed. Your That's, That's your boss. boss. That, that, was, that joke actually said your husband's a whore and we all know it, right? He's been laying it low and spreading it wide. Um, speaking of laying it low and spreading it wide. for Robin, though. I feel so bad for her. I know. I think the, it's her tell point. me what the joke is. Her um so husband Dixon, her husband claimed last year there was a girl who was at a hotel who was meeting a was it a teammate of his or one of the other players or something? Initially, that's why she was there to meet somebody else. Well, I guess he wasn't answering his phone. So Juan, being the nice guy he is, <laughs> met her at the hotel and you know signed for her to be able to get her room. And then he went right back home to his loving wife. So in real, the real world, Juan was allegedly fucking some girl and um put the hotel room under his name. And then I when he tried, to, when he tried to lie and say I don't even know that girl, they were like, "Then why is her room under your name?" He's like, "Oh, I was trying to help her out because she couldn't find the door and my homie couldn't get her a thing, so I just put my card down." So basically, the joke is we all know he's been cheating on you, but he's so sloppy he's putting his side chicks' hotel rooms under his name. That was a smoking gun because up until that point, everybody had been saying he was cheating, but there was no evidence. There was a literal receipt. Like when we say right. receipt, there was, literal, there was, there literal was evidence. It's part of why they got divorced the first time. <laughs> yeah, they've gotten so, divorced several times, and he's been caught on a hot mic. A hot mic, guys, is when the mic is on, but you, you think it's off, saying, I don't even like that lady like that. So, um, but aside from him saying, I don't even like that lady like that, I'm just doing this because she needs a storyline and the, him putting hotel rooms with people's names. I don't think it, it takes anybody to a lot of investigative skills to think this man don't like you. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, Robin, Robin is just, I, I feel bad And Robin bad went on her, her, I don't because she went on her podcast and started dragging people for not sharing their truth on the show enough while you live in a whole damn lie. Yeah. 
You it's can't drag like, folks for doing something that you're doing all the time. You can't. I'll say you can't drag people for. But I, I feel bad for her because she's just in this place of she in love. In short, she's in love. You know, when you are in love like that, you don't hear nothing. Your friends are always tell, like they had to sit down. Sharice, Ashley, and Giselle telling her, we have all been right here. We have gone through this. But the thing showing these three women that have gone through this, they also have friends that told them. But when you're in love like that, and then also they have I don't think it's together. love. They have kids together. That's something I don't, that I don't think us, it's that, love. But that's something that none of us have. We don't have children with somebody that we have been co-parenting and living I with for over several decades. do not think decades. it's love. You spelled pride wrong. You, I, <laughs> I, I, I have been in long-term relationships that were hot trash. And after lots of therapy, I discovered it wasn't love. It was pride because I didn't want to prove everybody right. When you it's still not love is, though. Yeah, you know, lots of therapy, but when you're in it, you believe that is love. And I think and I'm telling you, right now, yes, what she believes could be love, but in real life, it's not love, it's pride. But that's but she's not in real life yet. She's still in that bubble where so you agree her. that she's delusional. Oh, I know she's delusional, but yeah. I feel bad because we've all been there. Lou has been with me. Jeffrey, you and your guilty grace. This is the thing, Blue. It's not guilty. Everybody looks at her like, Robin, you stupid, you stupid, because we know she is. Yes, we know Juan is cheating. Juan is fucking. Listen, <laughs> Robin, 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 the thing with these reality stars, specifically the women, they get on it with this excitement of, oh, I'm going to be this reality star. But you don't understand. You're famous. So the streets believe your husband is famous. They got money. They coming after your man. That's why all these divorces happen in reality TV. Juan is out here fucking. That's, let's be very clear about that. Robin is the first one to literally try to destroy somebody's marriage every single season. So I'm calling bullshit on all of this. If you have a trash-ass marriage, then keep your mouth cl- shut about everybody else's marriage. I'm That's calling bullshit. Robin does not believe she has. We know it, Blue. We know it. We see it. Robin does not believe she has a trash marriage. Robin okay. believes she is in love. So she's in her. If somebody on acid, right eat, okay, somebody on acid eat, bites your face because he thinks it's an apple. He still bit your face. He's still full of shit. Okay. <laughs> her delusions do not make this any, I don't feel bad for her. I think she's a nasty piece of work with the way that she attacks people. And she's throwing a stone living, fuck a glass house. She got a glass window. It's not even a full house. It's a I'll single listen, panel see- window. I see the truth. I know there what Robin. I know what you don't see. We all know how this is going to end. We know how it's going to end. But I understand Robin having been someone in a relationship and seeing that's what enabling. you want to see in your partner. I think yes, it's, it's very an, yes. It's, I agree. Uh, you're you. an enabler because I think when you're a bully, like here's the thing: if Robin wasn't a bully, I would have sympathy for her. But the fact that she is attacking everybody for the very thing that she is the most guilty of, I bully bully. So I cannot feel sympathy for someone because everybody has a sob story. So what? All horrible people have sob stories. That I'm not going to enable her bad behaviors because you feel bad for her because you were a dumbass once too. She's what is she 112? Everything got a past. Every sinner got a future. I'm not saying I agree. I do not agree. I don't feel bad. Fuck agreeing. I don't even feel bad. But no, I'm not even saying I feel bad. I understand where Robin is at this point in her life. You you said felt bad. Yeah, at first, yeah, I understand where Robin is. Why she's defending him. And again. They got kids. That's something, even in my love and relationship with somebody, I never had kids. So they have and young kids, not even high school age, which I, you know, I can't stand. I'm so sick, sick of people kids. using, I'm so sick of people using kids as an excuse to continue. But blue, but blue, but blue, I, Let me I finish. Get, but, blue, but you don't have kids. Let me finish. Cause that, cause even that's tired. I am so sick. Cause there's people who have kids who are less qualified to talk about it than I am. Having children doesn't mean you're good at it. Right. So I am very, you know, very sick. Having kids doesn't mean you're good at things that involve parenting. I know people who have many kids oh, okay. who suck at parenting. I know people who have no kids who are amazing human beings and end up being great guardians. So I don't think you birthing someone the way a cow or anybody else could birth something means you automatically know what kids need. Plenty of people have kids biologically and don't know shit. 
And I really think that, that there's nothing more dastardly, especially in our community, than you using children as an excuse for fuck shit. Because guess what? You're teaching them fuck shit and the cycle continues. I think her having kids is what makes it worse, not better. Her having kids is what makes this even na- nastier to me. It makes me less sympathetic because you're now teaching your sons that they can cheat on some woman, play in her face, embarrass her publicly, and still take no accountability. She has boys. See, also you're teaching this, this age, to boys. That's even more reason no, to be at healthy. This, at the age that they are, it's, the kids aren't sitting there watching the show. So to the kids... In Bullshit! The are kids, you serious? Okay, now I, I have to... I was, these kids, these kids are under under the age of... Them kid Carter and... I forget the other one name. Jeffrey, my friend had a baby six months ago. I think I, I saw him holding a phone. I, I'm, I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> These kids are coming out the womb asking what the password is. Okay, I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think I think using kids as an excuse to be toxic is a very nasty trauma response that our community needs to cut out. Having kids means be healthier, not more shitty. <laughs> we're gonna keep on being in loveless marriages and embarrassing each other in public because we have kids what what but that's the thing robin doesn't believe she's in a loveless marriage oh that's okay well thing. let's, let's she doesn't of... believe that we can see it and we know that it, well i don't even say it's loveless because it's plenty of that love but still cheat i don't say Juan don't no one that's, that's Juan no one don't even like her they caught Juan <laughs> on camera saying he don't even like the lady Listen, I, I ain't gonna say nothing about they love because I ain't in their heads um, and in their hearts. I see it. I know it's some bullshit. I know it's going it's not going to end well, but at the same time, I understand a person in their love bubble just ignoring the outside world, defending their relationship the way they want to, because they in love with this person right now. I have and a question. It will, come, I, it will come crumbling down and blue. We will be sitting here like girl, we told you. But Jeffrey, I, will I have a question. I, I have a question. What's so what is that? What is understanding? You understand now what? Wait, so I'm saying what does understanding add to the narrative? Because my thing is, I I, th- I think a lot of times I get a very myth that people think just because you understand something that it in any way takes away from the arguments, right? Like, I understand why somebody would commit homicide. You're still going to jail, right? Like, just because you understand doesn't excuse it. And so, bet we understand. We've all been dummies for love. I still think that the way that she's moving is shitty. Like, to me, it's, it's almost irrelevant. It's like saying, I know that he stole your money, but, you know, he was such a beautiful baby. Okay. <laughs> the baby stole the money. What you mean? <laughs> no, like a lot of times people be like, he's a good person. He gave me two dollars when I was hungry in pre in, in, in pre-K. Like saying that somebody's not Hitler does not mean that they're absolved of taking accountability for their shitty actions. Robin being understandable, Robin being a decent person is irrelevant to her being a shitty human being when it comes it's to taking accountability. Decent person. I have a friend who got mad at me because we got into an argument about Robin and Giselle. And I was like, everything you just said, okay, you like them because they're your homegirls and y'all got drunk together. They're so shitty to people, like completely irrelevant. I'm um, speaking with somebody who um, went from being irrelevant to being very relevant. Uh, Party. You guys know Partisan Fontaine. Is that his last name? Uh, the former boyfriend uh, of... Boyfriend. Yeah, he has been getting lots of hate because Party did the thing that many of us fear. He got a tattoo that said feminist did that viral song, Black Girl, You a Black Girl, We Love You Black Girl, and positioned himself as a Black man who loves Black women, only to cheat on Megan Thee Stallion and get his dick sucked in her bed uh, while she was at the height of her depression during the trial. So being a, being a nigga, basically. Yeah. And so, uh, Je- Jeffrey, we know you're jaded. We're, we're waiting for that segment in a second. So no, no. the insanity of the internet is having a strong reaction talking about party um come outside we're not gonna hit you you know that those memes that they have they just come outside we just want to talk so the internet is trying to be his ass because how dare you like imagine this guys your mother whose dream was to be to be a rapper dies right before you become successful so the very thing that your entire life that you and her both wanted for you that she wanted for herself she dies before she could see it right 
you don't have your mother or your father. Then the man who you're hanging out with as a homie, who in your moment of distress, you, you have a sexual relationship with, starts fucking your friends behind your back and during an argument shoots you in the foot. And then when you try to cover for him because you're scared because it's during the height of George Floyd, instead of saying thank you for covering for him, he uses all his A-list friends to clown you publicly and try to make you feel bad about something that he did to you. You spend two years being clowned as a victim. You are going through a trial where they're talking about everything from your, your body count to your pussy, to your lyrics, to your integrity, to your friendships. You're getting dragged. You literally write a song about how you were suicidal and about to slit your wrists. Your boyfriend is telling everybody how he loves you, loves you, loves you, and how they ain't got to worry about you because he has your back. And you come home and find him getting his dicks up in your bed. There is something so nasty about um, that narrative. There's something so... And the thing about Meg the Stallion story is she, to me, is the perfect snapshot of the most painful parts of Black womanhood. Because a Black woman could be beautiful, successful, talented, be fighting off all the, the demons of the world, and can't even come home to basic compassion. No. Like, so what are you guys' thoughts about her new single, Cobra, where she says, no. <laughs> she's like, no. Ooh, no. Jesus Christ. Like, everything yeah. you just said, this is... Ooh. You are the most, one of the most logical people that I know. Yes, And I know. everything you just said, like, pulls at heartstrings. But, Blue, sometimes you have to take that logic, throw it out the window, and think like a nigga. Yes. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. I haven't shared an opinion. I'm just sharing what happened. I was just setting the stage. So what do you guys think about meg and her new song have you guys heard the new song yeah i find i listened to it yeah what did you guys think about um the the lyrics because the lyrics are heartbreaking she's like you know um i'm killing myself like damn i finally see it i'm thinking of killing myself when bitches would die to be me i think about the idea that you're suicidal and thinking about slitting your wrist while everybody there's people who would literally kill to be in your position um and it really underscores that that fame alone and success alone doesn't equal happiness and when she controls it is a hell of a drug. And people keep on saying, um, you know, well, Meg is this and Meg is that. Um, the line in, in the song that really breaks my heart the most is, I miss my parents. Imagine going through all this. Lulu, you were talking about how close you are to your family. Imagine you going through all this and both of your parents are gone. Do you think I, that the, the the men of our community owe Megan an apology? Because they smeared her name for about two years straight. I think they absolutely do. And I just feel so bad for her because she doesn't have, like, like that base, like Beyonce has. And I think that's another reason why Beyonce is, is so successful and she has done so well because of Tina, you know what I mean? And, she, and Solange and I mean, probably even her father to so, some extent. Yeah, because like if you, if you don't have like that anchor, you know, and she literally has nobody. Like that's so, so sad and, and scary. Like she can't even trust her little homegirls. They, they fucking her, 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 uh, you know your best friend like that's crazy you know what I mean like I just I feel when I heard that whole Tory Lanez thing like people were so hung up on like oh she lied about sleeping with him I'm like I would lie too the fuck like so would I (laughs) of course course you lied I was like but that has nothing to do with the fact that he shot her like that literally has nothing to do with 
of like her her shooting it like whatever so I just I don't yeah. know I, and I feel like he probably just caught her at a low moment like it happens to the best of us like sympathy pussy happens it happens I, I've yeah. given a couple people some sympathy cooch so I just I just feel sad for her like I hope that she can find you know some real solid individuals to be in her life Megan if you watch this I'll be your friend we'll be your friend Megan we'll, we'll, be your we'll, friend. Be your, we'll take you to brunch so Jeffrey what do you have to say on behalf of these niggas that you, you quick to talk about hit it Jeffrey <laughs> oh, I ain't defending them. I just understand the mentality of niggas. Well, like, ex- ex- explain it to me. The mentality of niggas. Explain it to me. There is only one thing. I think we talked, we've, we've, I'm sure we've had this conversation a plethora of times. There's only one thing that men like better than sex. New Can sex. You answer that. Huh? New sex. New sex. That, yeah. Oh, we've had this conversation, Blue. Yeah. I there's, mean, no, I just have a lot of guys in my life. <laughs> there's only one thing that we enjoy better than sex, and that's new sex. Like, there is nothing more thrilling than the chance of something new. And at that point, we don't even think repercussions, getting caught. We think of what creative lie, how we could say it wasn't our fault. Like, it's literally just the idea of it being something new. And not our heart is in it. We don't love this. Can you new not do it in my order. bed, though? Like, damn. Like, <laughs> Men are we are we are a stupid species. We oh. are a very dumb species. And you guys, that was that by, was the voice of Jeffrey Blue Toulouse and Latasha Bradley did not say that. that but was you know, dumb. We're simple. We're we're very simple. The things we need, want, very simple. So it's integrity is simple. Integrity means you do what you say and say what you do. So where does simplicity go in that respect? You got to talk to some of these niggas because the, it's just like they're not. I love how it, it's it's we when it's talking about fucking, but it's some of these niggas when it's time to answer the questions. <laughs> you know, because some of us have a little piece of integrity when we do stupid shit. I do stupid shit as well, but there is sometimes there's a little bit of integrity. But I have <laughs> I have been a recipient of some stupidity and lack of integrity. Uh huh. And it's just like, okay, this is this it's is. the audacity. Do you guys think it's possible to have a man love you and respect you enough not to fall on those excuses and actually be a man of character? Do you think it's possible for that to happen? I am. You are what? I'll re- I am a man of integrity and character. I'll be Jeffrey, shut up. <laughs> Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey, no. <laughs> Jeffrey, you, you got to read the roommate. <laughs> Ray Charles can tell you we're lying and he's dead and blind, child. Don't do that. Okay, don't have do I that. Made, have I made mistakes? Absolutely. Jeffrey, you and your but... guilty grace, nobody's buying that. <laughs> okay, aside from Jeffrey, allegedly, do you, do, you, do you think it's possible for men to really love and respect you enough to, like, you know, not be animals and think past those basic ass instincts and treat you with respect and integrity. Do you think that's yes. possible? Yes. How about you? What I say is, what I say is not a blanket statement. I don't mean every single man in the world, but I will venture to say majority. Ooh, that's a lot of men. How about you, Lulu? Majority, yeah. You think the majority of them ain't shit, but it's about eighteen percent that might. Uh, yeah, and I stand ten toes down on the majority. Oh, not oh, all. We know, Jeffrey. We not know. all majority. How about you, Lulu? I- I think that there definitely are men who are capable of doing it. But to me, um, the sad part is like, I know when my ex who cheated on me, they're literally lying to themselves also. Like they're lying to themselves about like what they really need or want. And I saw this clip on Instagram earlier today and it was like, this guy was talking about, he was like, you know, other than, especially like when you're in high school, other than like, if you're really good at sports or something like that, niggas are gauging their masculinity off of how many women they can get 
He was like, I got to a point in my life where I was like, why? This is a man talking. He was like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Like for my homeboys sake, he was like, this is more trouble than it's worth. It's more expensive. These women are wearing me out. I don't even have, I don't even like most of them who I'm talking to. Like, I'm just doing all this for what? And he was like, I literally just stopped because I was like, I'm not even having fun. And I'm just trying to collect a bunch of women because I thought was taught that that's what masculinity was. And that's what it looks like. And I think a lot of men do that because I mean, of course, obviously there's sexual urges. And obviously when you're in your twenties and, you know, all that kind of stuff, you're throwing caution to the wind and you do want to fuck something on something new. But I think that a lot of them are really insecure. Like they're not emotionally intelligent. They've had yeah. their own scars that they, they're not dealing with. And so they need that constant validation from women when it's, it's, it's gone further than just like, oh, I just wanted to have sex. Like for you to go as far as to get your dick stuck in your girlfriend's bed, like that. While she's suicidal and being attacked publicly. That's like, that's a lot. Like that, I feel like that just shows, that's not just like, oh, well, it's not like, oh, I was in the bathroom at a club and I just let this girl suck my dick because the shit was sexy. Da, da. If that just happened. He, it was a very calculated thing to have her back at the house. Like, that's a lot. You could, she and you're your famous. And you're yeah. famous. So the girl sucking your dick knows exactly whose bed she's in because you're yeah. famous. So it's just like, to me, like, Wait. that's, that's like a, a calculated thing. That wasn't like, oh, I slipped around and I fucked this girl, you know, da, 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 da. like you brought her into your girlfriend's house. Like that's, that's, that's a lot. You know, I've, I've, I've recently discovered about myself that like, I like men who are tired. <laughs> no, seriously, like, hear me out. I realized that fatigue will sometimes make up the difference in places where integrity might not. There are people, there's a moment when a man gets tired and he's like, I'm gonna sit my ass down with somebody. I need me somebody who done got it out their system. Like, I just can I sit next to you? And also, I I will say this too: there's nothing more dangerous than an insecure man who just got a winning streak. Ooh, insecure men who finally get a W. That hole inside of them will never be filled, and so they're constantly chasing things because they are so bitter and so sad about all the L's they took and all the bitches or niggas, depending on who they're. And they had to glow up. Yeah, and they had a glow up and now they've gone viral or they got their skin fixed or they got uh, some hair plugs or they grew six inches or they got some money. And now that they're finally winning, their demons have a bank account and access. And rather than getting therapy, they try to throw all these bodies at their pain. I'm going to tell you right now, guys, I had a sex addiction when I was in my 20s. I don't talk about this often because I was one of those. I used to be a fuck boy, right? Where I had all these daddy issues, I had all these anger issues. I had all this sadness inside of me. And um, I got a little cute and I figured out how to do my hair and my makeup. And I moved to New York and I was getting lots of play and I was being sexually free. And I started using sex instead of dealing with my emotions. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the minute I got therapy, the minute I worked on those wounds, the minute I worked through that pain, my libido went back to normal because I wasn't fucking my way through my pain anymore. And I think a lot of men who think that, oh, this is just the nature of men are depressed niggas crying through their dicks. Yeah. And also they, they say that like a lot of times when they think that men think they're horny, they're they lonely, think, no, they're anxious, or sad. Oh, yeah, they're, like, they have anxiety. And so like when you have the release of busting the nut, that's when you're like, and you're calmed down and so they think like oh well then I was just horny because I fixed it like no you were anxious because you of all the stuff that you were just talking about like sadness daddy issues mommy issues maybe things are going on with work like insecurity all that kind of stuff and you're anxious so you think you have to nut or you got to fuck on something like you said with the sex edition when really you have internal issues that you have not addressed 
I love that you said that because the, I told you guys about that recently about the study about when black women are anxious, they get angry. So we're getting angry because we don't want to deal with our anxiety. They're fucking on everything because they don't want to deal with their anxiety. The whole time everybody's just sad. And we're pretending that men will be men and women will be angry. And we're acting like these are gender norms when it's actually just cries for help that have been normalized. Yep. And I so, think yeah. that they don't, they don't talk enough about how men are insecure and also have mommy and daddy issues enough. And so like- And abandonment issues, which is why they issues. they often want a bottom bitch who's going to love him enough to take his shit, but hate herself enough to not have dignity to walk away. And I- I'm at this point in my life where I want somebody who's been through all that and is tired of his own shit. I want a man who is tired of his own shit. <laughs> he's not going to do it for me. He's not yeah. going to do it for me. He's going to do it for me. Jeffrey, one day you're going to be tired. And then we're going to invite us to your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts about, about this? me? No, this is a Jeffrey. <laughs> you are the man um, on the I, panel. I'm you better speak up. No, I'm, I know. And I'm just listening because it's always the battle of the sexes. And it's, it's not sexist. It's, it's, it's about always, sadness. It's always interesting to me to hear what I'm hearing now is women, uh, Blue and Lutasha. Uh huh. Did you hear it? By the way, I, 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 I words. before you choose your words, I want to uh, frame set for fact checking. Lulu and I talked about the compassionate ways that men could think about why they do the reckless things they do that they might not know the reasons for. So we just gave men language for why they sabotage their intimate relationships. And then we pointed out that women also do it as well. So for me, I'm going to push back and say, it's not gender wars. If we're calling out that everybody is doing something as a way to deal with unresolved trauma. And blue just gave use herself as an example. And I use, and, and I use myself and I don't have a dick Jeffrey. I know I, I'm ballsy. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's fair to call a gender wars where I throw myself as an example mention how women fuck up, mention how men fuck up and show compassion for all. That's not gender wars. And I want us to be really, really careful about using that term because gender wars is divisive. What we just did was try to bring people in. I just, I feel mm-hmm. that it's simplicity. It's very simple. I think those were a lot of things that what I have found in conversations with women there is always there has to be a reason there has to be a y'all use the word trauma y'all use sadness y'all use anxious y'all use all there there has to be a reason and as a man and having other male friends straight gay everything there it's it's not that deep and there there is a i'm not saying there's never a reason majority of the times it's it it ain't a reason which is why Jeffrey, I find I find that women get frustrated with men because they are looking for a reason. Why did you have her in my bed? Why did you do this and that? And honestly, it's like we was because obviously it was two of them in the room, so we came to some hundred percent old party. You had her; she obviously was flirting or doing whatever to let him know she was down for to get down. But it's like literally, this is where we were standing, and my dick was hard, and it's it's in the bedroom. I'm not sitting here thinking because if what I'm thinking is, okay, if I tell her we got to go to another room or leave this house, I'm going to lose this opportunity for her to suck my dick. Like literally, this is where this is happening in the moment. I'm not thinking, oh, I'm doing this and this is going to hurt Meg or this is going to hurt my wife. So Jeffrey, 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 uh, Jeffrey, I want want to point out that we're talking about two very different things. We're talking about two very different things. So you're talking about conscious. We're talking about subconscious. Those are two completely different things. So yeah, what you're saying, our subconscious. exactly. That, that, so that thing so, is hard. So, so that, that's exactly my point. So this is an education point, right? What you're talking about is the obvious. That's obvious. <laughs> and I will say this, you know how different friends bring different, bring out different things in you. 
I know a lot of the same niggas you know, and people will only talk. There are some conversations that a man might have with his boys because they're being overly simplified and talking about their conscious. And then when they get into a space with a woman who has some depth, who they trust, they tell the truth in a different kind of way. So just because all your boys are telling you this doesn't mean they're not having other conversations where it is getting deeper. And the subconscious is something different. And not everybody's not everybody's going to think that you're the right person to have that conversation with. Somebody might talk to you and be like, Jeffrey, I don't know why it happened. She was there and I just fucked her and now I'm in trouble with my girl. And then they sit down and talk to me, same person. And we have the conversation that me and Lulu just had, same person, right? One is conscious, one is subconscious. I don't think those two conversations are at odds. I think it's the same conversation taken to a different level. And I think what happens is, so a lot of times people are emotionally lazy and oversimplify. And they say, in the moment, I did not know why I did it. And then they get therapy and finally figure out why. Just because you don't have the language doesn't mean that's not why it's happening. So there's a big difference between the subconscious reason versus the conscious just justification. Those are two very yeah, different things. Just in speaking in from experience as being somebody, yeah, you know, I've, I've fucked up in my life as well in relationships and doing, yeah. you know, things that I shouldn't be doing. And I'm as someone specifically the male in a situation, I can truly say that there are times and I'm saying all times, there are times where literally there was nothing subconscious or you can't say anything that. behind it. It's just you can't say that it happens no you you like i promise you the reason why you cannot say that because the subconscious is always present like that's <clears> why <throat> therapists make so much money because people will literally spend 40 years doing things and saying there's no reason and then they get a good therapist a good coach a good counselor oh, there's a reason and, and, I'm, exactly I'm horny and i'm like i just want to bust this nut sometimes I, that's but sometimes i, I that wish I, I, sometimes I, just the reason. I understand, but I think that we're overstating when it's the reason. It's more of a, of a rarity. And there are very few people that I have worked with, and I've been doing this for a long time, who when pushed and given the language and the, the, the framework that they've never had before, are stunned to finally discover a reason for something they think had no reason. And again, I have mostly male friends and I had a sex addiction myself. So I'm not mm -hmm. speaking as some random busybody bitch who's just trying to create sense out of nonsense because men yeah, need no, to have a reason. I, I'm I speaking agree. as somebody who has dated women, who's had had a sex addiction, who's constantly surrounded by men who are confessing things to me that they wouldn't confess to their boys. The, the number one thing that that's I get, a, that's the big that's part. The thing. Men lie to each other all the time all and tell the, the truth to us. And, and, then, and then you all think that we're crazy, but your boys yeah. are saying something different but, behind but your back. In that same vein, yes, men lie to each other, but men also, also lie to women. People lie I to their friends. I like, understand. Under exactly. So because of that, it's really hard to speak in those kind of absolutes as if your version is the only right. version. When no, I'm telling you, a, a lot of folks have told me, we don't tell nobody this, X, Y, and Z. And I see them out and about and they're being talked about like they're fuckboys and the person doesn't know the depth of the pain that they're in that they told me about. And they probably won't tell anybody else. And also, another thing I want to add, too, is like, for me, I've evolved to this place where I realize that when people are doing behavior like that, especially if it's consistent, I realize it is something more self-conscious. It's always I, a reason. Because yeah. at first, I thought, oh, niggas just want to fuck. Oh, it just happened. I was like, you, Jeff. But then I went to therapy with, with that said ex, and we got to the bottom of the reason why is because he's insecure and he always feels like he's not good enough. So he needs constant validation from women because that's the way that he was raised because his masculinity is tied with how much pussy he could get. Right. But really, yeah. he's just fucking And he can't have that conversation with his boy. Which is no. But that goes to what I was saying earlier. Again, these statements, it's almost like you're saying it in a blanket way. That's It's not a blanket statement. Everybody does not have this subconscious reason with some people there is Jeffrey, everybody has a subconscious everybody has a subconscious that's i have actually... had many of occasions where it's, it was no thought it was no subconscious that's your conscious there's no insecurity there's no trauma behind it jeffrey that you can't make
make that statement, your conscious and your subconscious can't be conflated. What you're talking about, is we're, again, we're having two different conversations. What The conversation you're having in your head about why you think you're doing something is your conscious. Your subconscious is, a, is, a, is an intentional destination that you're not going to get to talking to yourself. You're not going to get there talking to yourself. So there's no conversation you're going to have with yourself that is the same thing as us talking about having a professional help you get to your subconscious. Those are two different things. We yes, can't keep but, conflating them. But again, we're assuming that the every we're not assuming improper, all human beings improper all human beings act has some deep rooted because we're talking about because we're talking about sex right now. That it we're talking, has we're it talking has about reckless have, no we're talking about reckless human behavior and when you repeatedly do things that are damaging and say there's no reason well no just, no no that's that's different no right no there, I'm not no talking, no I'm no not it's talking not about repeated I'm not talking no. about patterns of behavior I'm talking let, about let, an instance sometimes we, no we were talking about partisan about a pattern of doing we're this. talking about partisan and how he did something dastardly and callous yes. to someone in a time of need then the conversation evolved to well that's just shit that niggas do and sometimes niggas just be doing shit and i said no we all have a conscious so yes they're they're telling themselves that but anybody who's had any real work knows that there's a subconscious and your subconscious is not something you're gonna you're gonna tap into just talking to your boys your ill-equipped boys who are equally emotionally unable to figure out their emotions that's not gonna happen that conversation we're happening cannot happen in the example you're giving a subconscious conversation is not gonna happen in a room full of niggas who all think they're just doing it because they had an opportunity they're not equipped yeah, not a room full of niggas that's all doing the same thing. No, 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 no but, but but I'm saying they're not equipped. The people who are talking to you, neither of you is equipped to have that conversation. So you can't use those conversations as a way to take away from what we're talking about. We're talking about professional but that's help. Almost, yeah, but like you said, people talk to you and be like, oh, I'll tell you this. I've had people talk to me, so it's almost saying I'm not equipped to have this yes, conversation with friends I, I, or that I'm, friends I'm, will I, lie yeah, to me. No, no, I'm I'm saying that you, unless you are somebody who has gone to therapy and is talking to a therapist, a counselor, or someone who is going to help you get to the root cause, you cannot say that there is no root cause because you have to go digging to confirm that. I didn't say and, that there is no root cause. You, 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 you said that there's not, not always, always a subconscious. There's always yeah, a subconscious. It may not, there may not always be a root a root cause we disagree and again i again not using blanket statements because i can agree that yes with majority of people, yes we know it's traumas and things that you know black folks really have, just you got had, into Jeff? have you have you ever gone to therapy oh yes I, yes was it a good therapist <laughs> I, have, I have questions <laughs> yes i have because uh, now because now because my the, my clients who circle the most are often the therapists now therapists are good guys therapists are like boyfriends just because you got one doesn't mean it's good yeah no i've, I've learned that Every therapist is not a good therapist. Sometimes you got to go through multiple therapists to find the correct, you know, therapist for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. All You guys, I will say this. There are things that you're doing for reasons that you're unaware of. Just because you're unaware of them doesn't mean that they don't exist. And I think that's what the point of the conversation is. Like, yeah. and, and again, I feel like it wasn't like, I was like, I need to know the reason why no. I was doing this. Like, I literally was like, it was dismissive about it. Like, this cannot be fixed. He's just a fuck boy, da 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 da. And when we were in therapy, I was like, "Oh no, he's he's a hurt little boy who's still mad that his father didn't go to his football games." And also, it's very dismissive a lot of times where people think that any woman who wants to understand you is trying to analyze you when you're doing something that's hurting you too, and she's trying to help you stop. Right? Like, I, I think there is such, and that is gender wars. Ironically, I think that mindset is gender wars where. Anything that is said that might want to look under the hood is dismissed as a woman who's a busybody who can't take a simple answer rather than an intelligent person who's trying to understand the root cause of why you keep doing reckless things. Because again, I have so many men in my life who I, I, I thought were just doing shit because that's just who they are and was stunned when they finally 
got help and figured out the root cause because I like Lutasha. That's what the ir- irony is me and Lulu are very, I don't say masculine. Me and Lulu are very male friendly. We don't hate men. We're surrounded by men. Y'all be telling us shit that maybe you're not supposed to tell us. We be taking you at your word until we find out you lying. Like we're not the typical simple bitch, right? So for us to be saying it, it's, I think it is a little bit lazy to use. Why do women do that? No, because the woman, the archetype of the woman that that statement usually applies to, we're a lot more nuanced, nuanced than that. And there's a dismissiveness that I think is defensive that I think a lot of masculine energy, regardless of orientation, right? has to address. And what I love about this conversation is, especially about, about your bravery, Jeffrey, is people always think that gay men are not men. They think gay men are just going to be the key key sisters who always agree with women. That's not the case, right? You can be a gay man, not date women and still be misogynistic and have misogynistic ideals. You don't, you don't have to fuck women to be misogynistic. And there is an acknowledgement that has to happen with all men regardless of orientation for them to confront that, or they're going to keep on being dismissive when really intelligent women are trying to advance the conversation with them. So I'm happy that you had that moment with us because there's a lot more people again, who agree with you, Jeff, than with us. We're not the norm. You are the norm. And I appreciate you. I don't think people, I don't know if they agree with me, but I will say again, I'm always very, (laughs) no, you're the norm. No, I I, want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for that. um, And I don't, I don't want to be called the norm, but I know I'm always, listen, um, wait, wait a minute. Why don't you, you want to be a special I mean, unicorn? Listen, I, I, I feel like again, I've, I've gone through and still going through therapy. I feel like therapy is an ongoing thing of life. It's not just something like, oh, I did it for six months. I'm healed. I'm fixed. Nothing is ever going to be wrong Absolutely. again. Therapy is something that is ongoing. Um, one conversation with therapists, but then honest conversations with friends. I've come to both of y'all at different points or whatever in my life and just been like, whatever, whatever's going on. Um, I just feel like. And again, you always say my, my, what do you say? My sympathetic grace or my guilt grace, whatever it is. Guilty yeah, grace. grace. Uh-huh. Guilty grace. I just, I, I understand. I don't agree and I don't condone. I want it to be very clear. I don't condone. I don't agree. But I understand sometimes why people, majority niggas, but people just do stupid <laughs> shit sometimes. And sometimes it's, it's sometimes, very few times. It literally is like, you know, it literally was no reason why, but I do also understand that you, yes, know of. you, you have trauma or potentially something you need to work out or even understand yourself so that's for me that's why i give grace and again i always say when i make these statements they're not a i know they sound like i'm saying every man or every woman it's not blanket statement for every human being on this planet there are different there are people that have sat in that chair and understand everything that blue and lutasha y'all have just listed y'all have seen and gone through and heard from people but there is also that small percentage and it might be one percent it might be point nine 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 percent i don't know but there is a small percentage where there are moments where it's just like literally there was nothing behind it nothing behind it that you know of but also i think that it's one thing if it's a one-off and it's something that happened like one time in your life but when you have repeated behavior and that's what we were talking about like repeated behavior something's behind that dude right and and so i'm not speaking on repeated behavior i will speak because what started the conversation with the topic of uh um what's his name party artist party yeah getting here from a homegirl and you know it's not like megan set in her rap and said yeah you know i caught you this one time and i caught you the second time and the third and fourth but time just because she only caught him was a dumbass one-off 
oh no, he's probably been fucking exactly. Alive. So I'm let's be sure. let's let's not be intellectually dishonest, guys. We're saying we're we're mincing words. It's not a one off, right? Because most niggas by the time they get locked, caught, have we get been caught, yeah, about five we or six caught. times. It's so yeah, 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 so yeah. I, let's not die on the one time hill, the one off hill. Very few people get do a one off and never circle the block again. They they do a one off oh, and yeah. say, oh, let me try a second time, and then the the, the first time they get caught becomes the one off. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's every human nature. Cheat, it's just every time you do it, it just gets easier. And it's mind easier. you, and guys, I want to point out that we're talking about men because we're talking about partisan. Every single thing that me and Lulu just said is gender neutral. Yeah. Every single thing that I, I just said. There are some women that ain't It's human shit. shit. <laughs> it's all gender neutral. And that's why I get so nervous that the, the minute a woman talks about a man or a man talks about a woman, we immediately assume it's gender wars. I, I, that annoys the fuck out of me because there are so many things that are gender neutral. And that are not about, I hate when men say men are logical and women are emotional. Most men I know are more, more emotional than me. Most of them. Jesus Christ. Is so emotional. Say it again. I'm sorry. Say it again. When people say men are logical, women are emotional. Most men I know are more, more emotional than me and get oh, mad yeah, at me. Venus. Men are big ass babies. And do, you, and do you know why men are emotional? Because they're told not to pretend they aren't. They're things, not be, yes. So things grow in the up. dark. Yeah. So yeah. W- women are allowed to feel emotion. So we don't have a lot of shit bottled Y'all up. Y'all don't have this shit bottled up. Yeah. You said it already, but when you're constantly pretending to be stoic and acting like half of human range of emotion that you don't have access to, yeah, that like shit grows a, like mold. It was nothing. It was nothing. I, I just did it. I don't have nothing. You, he bottled up some shit right now, probably. And, 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 and then you go to a party and get a blowjob in your girlfriend's house and act like it was just a one-off when the yeah. whole time you were dealing with some shit. So it's all connected, guys. The only reason that men think that they're not emotional is because they're not being told that they can have emotion. Yeah. doesn't mean they don't exist. Just because you deny something doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I, th- I think that's probably the, the theme of this conversation. Jeff, I have a question for you. What up? Uh, what did you learn from this conversation? I'm going to keep my mouth closed. No. <laughs> what did you learn from this conversation? Um, what did I learn from this conversation? Nothing. <laughs> it, I'm not going to say nothing because I feel like I learned something every time I talk to you ladies. That was a I good. That was learned, that was that well played. But go ahead. <laughs> there, I just like, I don't know if it, it's not even learned. It's just no. There are, I, I, there I, are I, two. I very specifically asked, "What did you learn from this conversation, if anything?" And there's a reason why I'm asking. Uh, we gonna shut up. <laughs> I do, so, because the, I just I feel like sometimes it's not about. I'm not arguing a point to be right. It's just more like in. Uh, speaking to be heard and it felt like every time that I was making a statement it was being hit with this it was like playing tennis like oh we're trying to go back and forth and I'm not trying to go back and forth I'm just trying to present a a view I'm just trying to present a view so you you weren't listening to learn you were listening to respond no I wasn't, no, I wasn't listening to respond. No, I was listening, like, I was actively listening. So if you listening. were listening to learn, what did you learn then? Because we shared a lot. Um, Probably because I've had these conversations with both of you guys separately offline and everything. I feel like I've, I don't, I don't want to say, because I feel like I don't, I don't, I don't want to get in no more trouble. I don't, I don't... There, there's no, there's no trouble here. There are no wrong answers. There's no wrong answers. There are, there are, yeah, that, that is the, I ain't falling for that trick. No, here's the thing, Jeffrey. Saying that there's no subconscious, that's just factual inaccurate. That wasn't tennis. That was a factual inaccuracy. It's like saying today's Wednesday. I didn't say there's no subconscious. I said there's not always no, that, a there, subconscious. That, that's a factual inaccuracy. So that wasn't me like playing tennis with you. I just don't want us to be on this platform and saying things that you Google and say Google's like, what are you talking about? 
don't so, know, not Google. I'm talking about in conversation and speaking from personal experience in conversations of things with my own therapist and going to find that reason and that deeper and that, you know, understanding why and the whatever it could possibly be and yeah. actually realizing there was no there was no backstory, no trauma, no blocking, no anxiousness, no. It was just sometimes you just do stupid shit. And do again, have... it, it, with me, with me, with that is it's again from a personal having a personal so Jeffrey, pause, pause. You see that I asked professional. you, but Jeffrey, you see how I asked you what you learned from us, and you went back to stating your argument instead. That's so the reason I didn't learn anything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. It's like it's like a, a lot of times when people are trying to expand a mindset that's greater than personal truth because what you're saying is a personal truth and that's true right your, your personal mm-hmm. truth only you can say that's personal truth we were talking about universal truth which is why i kept on saying jeffrey let's not conflate it you're giving us a personal truth you're giving us something that's conscious we're talking about the subconscious which is universal we universally mm-hmm. have a subconscious we yeah, which i agree no i agree yeah. i did, I did so, agree my, with you so, so i i repeatedly made it a point to say that your point wasn't in contradiction with my point we were talking about two different things and i said that repeatedly so you perceived a conflict, even though we were having two very different conversations. And because of that perceived conflict, when I'm asking you what you learned about universal truth, you went back to personal truth. That's a defensiveness, right? And so my pushback is in conversations like this for all people, men or women is when you're talking about your personal truth and somebody takes the time to say, you're allowed to have your personal truth, but I want to talk to you about something that's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Staying focused on you feels dismissive because it's like you're so stuck on making your point that you don't want to expand to the universal shit that we're trying to have a conversation about which is why i wanted to give you a moment to say what did you learn because we shared a lot about universal truth that has nothing to do with your personal truth even though you went back to it well i feel like i stepped out of personal truth and i tried to expand in giving different examples and that's where again it was it was hit with that tennis racket like so you didn't learn nothing from us then I'm not gonna say I did not learn. Let me see. What did I learn? Okay, that's why I say you know I'm not gonna get in any more trouble. I'm just gonna keep. My mouth You're not gonna get into trouble if you, if you tell me anything <laughs> you learn. There won't be a wrong answer. It's just that there's a receptiveness that you have to have to learn. I've learned. <laughs> I don't think this is a good answer either. <laughs> I've learned when to concede. Oh, I don't want you to concede, friend. I wanted you to but, expand. Well, also, I I feel like the tennis right because I feel like we're having a conversation, and if we yeah. have a different perspective on something, so we are going back and forth about our perspective specifically and things that we've gone through. So I don't even think it's a bad thing. It's not like we're having an argument, right? Like you hit the ball, and I hit it back, but it wasn't even like we were saying that you were wrong. We were saying like, hey, we're talking about something else. You're talking yeah. about conscious. We're talking about subconscious. Those those are just two different things. Yeah. So I I hate that you think that like we're like dogging you out and we you you kind of got to I need to know when to shut up like because I don't even think any of us were like aggressive like that. But and the reason why I'm I'm having this moment is because I know that people who don't know us are going to watch this conversation and those who only know how to defend and think that anything that doesn't agree with them or is asking more of them is immediately a conflict. They're learning through you. And a lot of times when people have these conversations, the the tip that I tell all my clients is if you walk away from a rigorous conversation where someone did not disrespect you and you can't tell me what you learned, you are not listening. I don't feel like y'all disrespecting me. I know. Exactly. So oh, you were dis- I was like, no, wait a minute no, now. But, but that's what I'm saying. If you're having a conversation that's rigorous 
and you weren't disrespected and you still can't say what you learned, that means you were not listening. Whether you recognize it or not, you were subconsciously being defensive. And that's why I brought that up because that's a subconscious, not a conscious. Consciously, you're not being defensive. Consciously, you think you're engaging with us. But subconsciously, you shut down, which is why you can't tell me anything that you learned. And that's a very common thing, guys, that we beautifully illustrated without even practicing it. Like, if you cannot tell somebody what you learned, you are not listening. No matter how open-minded you think you are, you are not listening. And that's a great skill to learn because I am, I'm autistic, guys. You, you, you want to see some ignorance? You want to see somebody not talk, learn shit, Jeffrey? Remember that story you told me about the autistic guy at the camp? camp uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey and I have a very, very politically incorrect conversations about how autism makes, gives you audacity of kings, right? So yeah. I, nat- I naturally have a brain that skews to what Jeffrey just did. My brain naturally does that. I had to teach myself to be like, this is not about my personal truth. This is something bigger than that. And so I'm hoping that when people watch the playback, they'll see themselves in you and recognize moments where someone was talking about something was keeping them safe but because their subconscious felt defensive and was trying to make their point. They didn't receive, they were only giving. So there's a beautiful moment in that. And, and I promise you next episode, we will talk about something light, like, I don't know, dick sizes or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't light, but I feel like when I'm talking to y'all, it always feels light. I like, know. I, and like, this is it, real friendship. Yeah. And I guess I just don't, I don't know, because y'all are the two of, you know, people that I just, it, it ain't no defenses. I'm always looking to learn. I just, yeah. I don't and and that's a perfect example of the conscious versus the subconscious. Subconsciously, you're looking to learn. I mean, consciously, you're looking to learn. Subconsciously, you can't tell the shit that you learn from us. You see the difference? Two very, different things <laughs> Lulu, do you um, have anything to add <laughs> it's not that i didn't okay it's not that i didn't learn anything it's just not anything then name that, something say it again if you, if you learn no, i was gonna say it's just not it's learning something would be hearing something brand new and i can't say i heard something brand new which sparked so i would moment. i would change the language what did you receive from this conversation then we can play semantics i'm great at that we all need that we all need help we all need therapy we all need to search 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 a little bit deeper if you ain't done it before and again i have i've gone through therapy and but i know in going through therapy i know that therapy is an ongoing thing like it's not a a, i did it for this problem that i had and it's done or i did it for this six month period and it's done like therapy is an ongoing thing yeah and therapy also requires you to make sure that you're being expanded by your therapist or getting a new one like you know if you have a trainer who does the same yeah. 10 kettlebell exercises every week you'd be like <laughs> i need a new fucking up. trainer yeah <laughs> guys this episode has been amazing for those of you who saw what we just put jeffrey through and still feel safe with us <laughs> uh, i, I, I want to give you a heads up that we are now taking registration for the own thy shift uh emotional intelligence workshop where that was light work <laughs> by the way guys are either of you open to coming to class at all in january or are y'all scared i like we do class every time we together <laughs> 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 we we listen when do we not go deep and just our fringe in conversations with each other like the this, again, is, this, this again I, maybe to the audience that might watch this i don't know they might you know you got people it's always people that's gonna be like yeah you know blue is right or Lutasha is right or jeffrey's or i understand where that, comes, that person's coming from but the thing with y'all i'm like this is this was yeah. this is regular for us but no the yeah. class I, I will say the class is very different than being my friend 
people i've had a friend take the class they're like oh this is something else this is this is on purpose this is not just during brunch um guys the the registration for the class is ots24.eventbrite.com ots stands for own thy shift 24.eventbrite.com a lot of people who come into the class are word of mouth folks um, a lot of husbands will take the class and then uh, buy it for their wives. A lot of kids will take the class and then buy the next one for their moms. Um, a lot of couples will take it together. Um, I think I've stopped a couple of divorces recently. Um, a lot of therapists take the class because being a therapist and being emotionally intelligent are not the same thing, guys. The world is full of therapists who are not emotionally intelligent. That's a whole other conversation for another day. Um, so I want to make sure that you guys uh, check out the class if you want to. I do want to want consults as well. Jeffrey, once again, let them know where they can taste your seafood mac and cheese because I feel like every week we talk about it somebody wants to taste some listen you can always find it well except for this week this week is a very busy in-person week for me so the store is closed but we are on doordash at best kept secrets international and get the seafood mac and cheese along with the other four varieties that are available what's the you what's the um the Insta- right, so Instagram? I'm sorry, we're on doordash no we're on doordash oh you're on doordash yeah. in the los angeles on- area exclusively on DoorDash, specifically downtown LA. I think DoorDash delivers up to like a six mile radius. I'm not sure, but pickup is always an option. We need to figure out how you can do like the, one of those freeze things. Cause I remember for my birthday, Lena sent me a a lemon cake from Detroit. Oh, and it got to me because they froze it. That dry ice. Yeah, you need to figure out how to, you know, you don't listen to the show. Oh, I'm looking to it. It just right now because I'm not a I'm a small business. Right. Um, packaging, shipping, delivery—it would cost the customer. It, it was—it would cost a lot for the customer. Which, hey, if y'all want to pay it, I'll send it. But it—it it, it would be very expensive. You'd be surprised when when you're in people's earbuds every, for an hour or two every single week. They'd be like, "Well, fuck it, I'm gonna taste this goddamn mac and cheese at this point." So you never know, Jeffrey. Look into it. Absolutely. How about you, Lulu? Where, where can can they find you? Uh, Lou underscore Lou one nine on Instagram. And I love how you smile after that. Like, I'm still there. <laughs> and you guys know you can find me at Blue Centric on um, Instagram and Twitter, at Blue Toulousma on TikTok. Um, I love this conversation. Like, I love this because so many people do not know what healthy, rigorous friendship looks like. The reason why I, I was so passionate about having you, um, Lulu, and Jeffrey do the show with me in this iteration is because there are very few people in my life who I know have personalities, magnetism. Um, and just a zest that is great enough to have good conversation, but hearts that are big enough for us to like go there and not want to fight <laughs> afterwards. So I think this episode actually perfectly illustrated why. Slam these headphones down. Don't you call me <laughs> next week. I'm see none of this. The norm, the norm. I said I was the fucking norm. <laughs> <laughs> going, going on Instagram live. Did y'all see that shit? <laughs> I, I, Lulu, I love that we had that whole co- courageous conversation. The only thing that pissed off Jeffrey was, I don't know about the norm now. Yeah. The norm? That's the only thing that made <laughs> normal. Call me basic, bitch. Oh I might have trauma, but I'm not basic. No, I, I, I love this. I, I think we're really showing people a different and healthier version of friendship. Uh, you guys, I'm exhausted. I've had a day. I'm shocked that I even had the energy to do this episode. Thank you guys for doing this. And by the way, before we go off air, um, is there a day this week or next week that y'all can do a, a studio episode? I want to do one studio episode before the end of this month. Y'all let me know. Monday would not be a great day. This week is no, is no good for me. Next week, next week is not Thanksgiving. So maybe next week, can we do next Monday or next Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday is ooh, Tuesday is Harbor House. Uh, Hump Day? Probably yeah. Wednesday is the. Most I could probably day. do Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what time? 
Wednesday at like six o'clock, five o'clock, what? Uh, I could do six. After 2 p.m. After 2 p.m.? Let's do six because I have to come from the marina. <laughs> okay. So next Wednesday at six, I'll book the studio. We're still going to do the Monday episode. Ooh, I just burped. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? Um, I, I want to do a, an episode for next week for Thanksgiving. So I think for the special Thanksgiving episode, it just makes sense for us to do it in the studio, do it in person, have us a little kiki. Jeffrey, if you want to bring um your uh, espresso martinis or anything like that, I would not be opposed. <laughs> I'm just saying. So yeah, I'm going to book the studio, get back to you guys. So you guys know that Thanksgiving week, we're going to do a special in-person episode. Y'all know that I've been trying to do these real Zoom because I'm saving up money to help my family and Maybe going on vacation because I deserve it. But I think this the an in-face episode as a trio is a, a good treat for the the listening audience. Um and guys, we love you. Uh we adore you and we have to go. Bye everybody. Bye. <laughs> that was so good. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Cast.